Interstate Batteries has been a proud supporter of the Sportsman's Nation since day one. With over 200,000 locations throughout the U.S. and offering 12,000 different types of batteries, stop into your local Interstate Battery store today and let them help you find the right batteries for your everyday life. This is a Houndsman XP podcast with your host, Steve Fielder, and me, Chris Powell. If you're ready to up your game to extreme performance, sit back, buckle up, and hang on for another exciting episode of Houndsman XP. Welcome to the Houndsman XP Podcast. I'm your host, Chris Powell, and with me is my co-host, Steve Fielder. This is Podcast Zero, and we're going to explain what we plan to do with this podcast. So uh, the characters you're listening to here have a combined experience with uh, houndsmen across the United States, and especially with Steve. Uh, He's a published author writing a book called Gone to the Dogs. He also is a monthly columnist for American Cocooner Magazine. And Steve probably knows more houndsmen across the United States than, than Jesus. So I don't know. Uh, <laughs> I'm not kidding. Yeah. <laughs> well, hey, you're putting me in pretty <laughs> important uh, um, company there. And you know what happened to him. So uh, yeah, yeah, we don't want make, that a to di- make a different reference next time. Okay, All right. I Chris. will. I won't say that again. <laughs> How are you, Chris? I'm good. Hey, Steve, why don't you just talk about your involvement with houndsmen uh, for the last half a century? (laughs) Well, I think it's been that long, Chris, for sure. Uh, Very privileged uh, to have had a life's work involving hounds. And that's what this podcast is all about is hounds and hound people Uh, started out, you know, with my dad, as most kids my age did and uh, was able uh, through good fortune and the good Lord's grace uh, to make a 33 year career working with three different registries, um, UKC, PKC and AKC in the um, field operations departments. Uh, setting up and operating uh, thousands of coonhound events across the United States, uh, working with uh, magazines like Coonhound Bloodlines and ProHound um, and uh, all that that entailed. And so uh, I've been in, uh, incredibly blessed uh, to make literally thousands of friends across the United States. And it's just um, a great opportunity for me to be able to talk to those friends uh, through this medium of podcasting. Well, that new medium of podcasting in the 21st century, whether we like it or not, uh, people are into convenience. And this podcast is going to allow us to unite houndsmen, hound issues from across the United States, bring it right into their mobile devices in the form of a podcast. And 
do things to unite houndsmen across the United States because we've got to have something that that's going to bring us together in this in this uh, hound sport, or we're going to lose it. So, uh, I know through your work, Steve, as an author and a writer, you're you're interviewing a lot of people every month right now just for your articles, right? Uh, that's right, Chris, and that's probably one of the greatest fringe benefits of of being a writer is the people that I get to write about. And in the hound sports, as we know, there's a lot of characters. There's a, it's almost like diving back into the history of the old west, where you have, uh, you know, you have your good ones, your bad ones, and your ugly ones. <laughs> but most of them are good, good people with good stories to tell. And uh, the history of our sport is so rich. It goes, as we often say, all the way back to George Washington and the the, the colonists that brought hounds to the New World from Europe and um, follows right up to today. And there's been a lot of rising stars along the way, you know, both people and uh, and canine uh, that uh, I enjoy writing about. And there's been some flash in the pan types in our sport, too. Um, names that a lot of people would recognize, but uh, maybe they didn't stay in the limelight. Maybe they made an impact in other places. And, and we're going to try to capture that through this podcast, right? Sure. Uh, you know, the, the the better known names have had lots of publicity over the years. But we often say in this sport, for every good dog that we see on the major stage, there's probably a dozen or more tied behind the barn across the United States that are just as good and just as worthy as the recognition, we hope to root out some of them along the way too as we uh, as we venture down this podcasting road. Well, just in our conversation, Steve, I've heard you talk about and mention names of people that I've never heard of, but when you mention their name and then the dog that they were involved with, then you're putting kind of a face to that name. And most people, including myself, don't realize that I may have never seen them on the cover of a magazine or seen their name in the winner's circle in recent times, but we can't overlook the impact that, that these people have had. And also we've got to talk about the hunters out there that are putting these hounds in the woods every day on their preferred game and keeping those legacies alive for those breeders that are working hard right that's true chris you know that's come to light in my own experience lately as i think about these western hunters and i think you've been largely responsible for opening my eyes to that i've hunted in the west i've hunted bear in several states out there new mexico arizona um i've hunted uh uh, in Wyoming, not for bear, but for coon. Right. Uh, but there are a tremendous number of houndsmen and houndswomen out there that use their dogs uh, either for sport or 
in some cases for their livelihood. Yeah, they're earning they, a living with some of those hounds. Exactly. And uh, these people are very serious about breeding and about uh, selecting dogs to, to introduce into their bloodlines that will improve their ability to catch the game that they're after. And so those are the kind of people that I'm looking forward to uh, reaching out to. I'm, I'm very fortunate to write for a couple of magazines that um, give me the freedom to go out and find these people um, I write for American Cooner each month, and I've been writing an article called America's Choice about the Treen Walker Coonhound. And th there's just so many uh, important people and hounds down through the ages. Uh, I've, I've been fortunate to write about several of them already, and there's an endless list of of candidates out there. Uh, I think of the dogs I've written about, House's Lipper. Uh, I've written about Hardwood Bozo, uh, written about um, uh, the Schooner River dogs of Mr. Aaron's in Mississippi, and recently about the Riverbend Flag Dog in Kent Spencer over in North Carolina. And for every one of those people that are recognizable immediately by most hound people, there are hunt literally hundreds more that we can talk to and that we can uh, bring their stories into this podcast. And uh, I'm, I'm really looking forward to that. And then writing for Bear Hunting Magazine, and I think you and I have discussed it, we want to have Clay Newcomb, the editor and publisher of Bear Hunting, on our podcast at some right. point. Yeah. Uh, and uh, Clay has opened a whole new opportunity for me to write about uh, the uh, legendary bear dogs, that have uh, lived down through the ages, and many of them have never been heard of because they weren't entered in a competition-type event. But nonetheless, they were amazing uh, hounds that did a tremendous job and left a legacy that their, their owners and those that hunted with them will never forget. Well, podcasting definitely gives us the opportunity here and the avenue to make our world smaller uh, for the average houndsman out there. I, I can't tell you how many hours uh, you spend driving roads and looking for tracks when you're big game hunting. And it gives, a, gives the Western houndsman an opportunity to have something to listen to. Uh, as you're coming back from a competition hunt, this week of the Super Stakes is over in Sullivan, Indiana, and people from all over the United States are, are gathered in Sullivan, Indiana, and they're going to drive home. They're, some of them are driving home today because they didn't get in, but some of them are driving several hours home. And I know when I'm on the road, I'm listening to podcasts. So this is a great opportunity to raise awareness in our sport, what's going on, and with a weekly show, we're going to be able to keep things pretty current as far as what's happening, what's going on. So it's it's I think it's going to be groundbreaking for hound sport, houndsmen and hound sports across the United States. It certainly is, Chris. And I'm very excited about the prospects of these upcoming podcasts. And I, I hope that listeners will tell their friends and and have them tune in as well, because uh, podcasting uh, is is the new medium 
for uh, communication in the world, and uh, we want the hound community to be able to enjoy it as much as everyone else. No doubt about that. So I know that you're committed to quality, Steve. You've Your life's work has always reflected quality and, and the impact that you've had on hound sports. And anybody that knows me knows that I've got a, a very high bar for for what satisfies me. And my goal is to bring a quality show every week to houndsmen and, and make our hound sports more united and less divided. Uh, I can tell you that the animal rights activists are very united (laughs) and very well funded and very well organized And it's time for houndsmen to do the same thing and take advantage of the technologies we have, but share what's going on across the United States. And Houndsman XP is going to give people that opportunity to be more aware of what's going on out there. Instead of waiting on a monthly magazine or a yearly uh, annual from your breed association, we're going to be talking about things weekly that are impacting hound sports across the United States. Well, I'm certainly looking forward to that, Chris, because awareness is so important and we have to be able to react quickly uh, to these bills and, and ordinances and, and regulations as they come uh, come to the forefront. And my work with the registries over the years, uh, some of my titles involved uh, uh, legislative affairs or my, or my responsibilities, I should, should say. And right. that's something that I know that's very near and dear to you and to me. Yeah, and- my, my path has been similar as a, as a conservation officer in the state of Indiana. I was uh, afforded the opportunity to influence or have input on different rules and things, and I've, I've got an internal working knowledge of that. Uh, with the Hoosier Tree Dog Alliance that that Jerry Mall and I formed, uh, gave us the opportunity to be involved and and influence rules making processes and different things there. So it's been a lifelong dedication to me as well, and I'm looking forward to this opportunity to share our knowledge with uh, the houndsmen, but also. There's several people out there that have got a lot of experience and wisdom about this sport that are never heard of, and and our job is going to be to go out there and and bring those notable breeders and notable hunters uh, to light for all houndsmen. Well, we'll do that for sure. We'll get on their trail. <laughs> no and doubt. We'll be relentless in pursuing them and bringing them to our listeners. Yeah. Well, Steve. I'm looking forward to this, and stay tuned for our first episode of Houndsman XP, and we're going to bring you a quality show. I'll stake my reputation on that, Chris. All right, Steve. That's a wrap. <laughs> <laughs>